Welcome to the special meeting of the Oroville City Council of June 29th, 2021. Calling this meeting to order. Will you stand with me for the Pledge of Allegiance? Salute. We got the roll call, Madam Clerk. Councilmember Pittman? Here. Councilmember Smith? Here. Councilmember Riggs? Here. Councilmember Hatley? Here. Councilmember Goodson? Vice Mayor Thompson? Mayor Reynolds? Here. Okay, I'm looking for a motion to adopt the agenda. I move that we adopt the agenda. I'll second. Mr. Mayor, prior to the adoption of the agenda, uh, can we. Uh, Respectfully add an item. I mean, Mr. Huber will read the language. Getting there with my computer. Um, so um, an item has come to the attention of staff following the posting of the agenda. There is a provision in the government code which allows the adding of this agenda and uh, if my computer will get here, I can read it for you. Hang on one second, here it is. The following item came to the attention of city staff subsequent to the posting of the agenda for this June 29, 2021 meeting. Pursuant to government code section 54954.2, staff is requesting the council take action to add this item to the agenda. And the, the item to be added would be Amend the agenda to add closed session item number one as follows. Pursuant to government code section 54957B, the council will meet with the city administrator and city attorney to consider the terms of, the terms of employment related to the following position, city administrator. To add this item, it does take a, uh, a five-sevenths vote of the council to add this uh, to the agenda. And if... If by motion it's added to the agenda, we can deal with it after the open session item. I've got no problem adding that. So it does require a motion and a second and a vote to add it to the agenda. Uh, is there any discussion on that? We don't really know the contents of it, so our recommendation would be I move. Uh, entertain a motion. I move that we add that agenda item to the closed session agenda in regards to the um, position of the city administrator. I second. Can I take a minute to explain? to Vice Mayor Thompson? Sure. Um, there's an item that came to the attention of city staff subsequent to the posting of the agenda. And as we have done in, in previous times, there is a government code provision that allows an item to be added after the posting of the agenda pursuant to government code section 54954.2. The item that we're asking to add would be amend the agenda to add closed session item number one as follows. Pursuant to government code section 54957B, the council will meet with the city administrator and city attorney to consider 
the terms of employment related to the following position, city administrator. Okay. The motion carries with seven yeses and zero noes. Thank you. Looking for a motion to adopt the agenda. I'll second. <clears throat> carries with seven yeses and zero noes. Okay, uh, moving on to regular business. Item number one, SR-162 ATP Project CEQA Compliance Categorical Exemption. Good afternoon, Mayor and Council Members. As we continue to move forward with the State Route 162 um, ATP and BTA combined project improvements for our um, Orville Corridor, we have uh, procedural documentation that needs to be processed. So this afternoon, we have, um, based upon the California Transportation Commission's request that the project's environmental studies be completed by the end of June and uh, to release the allocation of $40,000 for the ATP grant funds that will be directed primarily towards the engineering of the project, um, and based on the information and analysis conducted by Mark Thomas and team, our company, his team, um, the proposed project is exempt from CEQA. So staff is requesting to approve the categorical exemption for CEQA compliance on the State Route 162 ATP project and sign the notice of exemption for filing with the Butte County and State Clearinghouse. Um, if there are any questions, I will also defer those to the project manager, Mike Mazzaro, who is on Zoom. Okay, uh, Councilmember Smith has a question. Yeah, just a real quick question. Um, so reviewing that, we're going to uh, have a, an, a, the trail connect into Riverbend Park. Correct. At the south end of the park. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then it talked about locking that up at night or making, you know, with the park hours, right? Mm -hmm. um, what will that look like? I mean, how do we... Uh, secure that park i mean you know we're not where it's not becoming an invitation. i'm just curious it's not like an invitation for you know people to be in there uh, after hours in violation of that mike if you want to answer that one yeah um so there's there's some fence line there now so um the new trail that comes off of sr 162 and down kind of along the levee into the park uh would need to add a fence and some connectivity of uh, of that fence and so what we're talking about adding is a gate there that gets closed. So along with the other activities that happen at the end of the day at Riverbend Park where they close the main gate, they would also need to close and lock those two gates on the north and south side of uh, Route 162 uh, to block uh, pedestrian and bike access during the evening, just like they do the main gate. So it would be a, another procedure for them to deal with um, for closing the park at night. Uh, otherwise, it would add some uh, accessibility and functionality during the day for people using that corridor for both bike and, and pedestrian access to the park. And I, I kind of see it as a double-edged sword. That's awesome. That would make more, better access for the park for foot traffic. But it also, of course, creates some 
you know, additional, you know, challenges, I think, as well. So I assume that the Parks District's on board yes, with this. And this they know has been approved. Yes, yeah, it's been approved by the Feather River Parks District yeah. Board. Mm -hmm. Great. No, I love the idea. I mean, it's great. It's just, just kind of curious what that looks like in securing that park. But good deal. Thank you. Councilmember Goodson has a question. Yes, Mike, can you give us, I know you can't give us a visual, but as, as best, uh, a graphic description of what that gate looks like and the closure. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it would be a pretty simple swinging uh, uh, chain link type gate mm -hmm. uh, that links into the, the, the short, it's about a four foot high barbed wire fence that's there now that would need some improvement that would be included in the construction of the project. So it'd be a gate that would need to swing close and then be, la be locked uh, with a padlock. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not, uh, at least the vision of it now, um, as it's been discussed with Matt Thompson and, and um, Feather River Park, is that mm -hmm. it would be like a chain link gate mm -hmm. with a latch. Um, it wouldn't, at this point, it's not uh, intended to be ornamental. Right, but it's not foolproof either. Thank you. Mike. No. Sounds like it's uh, uh, more to keep vehicle traffic out than just than pedestrian. Mm -hmm. um, which it would be reasonable. Councilmember Pippen. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Um, in terms of the project and looking at street lighting uh, for pedestrians and hybrid beacon, is there any provisions for security along the trail in those areas that uh, are not publicly available to, you know, cars and that? Um, and what security I'm talking about is the idea of having a camera system or a uh, pedestrian uh, reporting phone system or something along those lines. Yeah, that's not that is not currently in the project description. There is lighting added along the corridor. Um, we are our project right now is it's broken up between us and Caltrans. We would include some of the conduits and the pedestals for those in our uh, construction of the sidewalks. Um, and then when this Caltrans comes in later um, with their uh, road rehab project and the new striping. Uh, they would be putting in the actual the, the lighting along the corridor. But there's not an addition of ad uh, or an ad of, um, say, security lighting adjacent to the park, nor is there, um, you know, a, any camera system added unless, you know, it would be associated with uh, detection at the intersection for, for uh, light, uh, light control. Um, but... Yeah, not for security. It's not in, currently in the scope. And council, if I, I could, just for clarity on this, to make sure that we are clear about what we're talking about, we're talking about sidewalks on Oradown Boulevard. Right, this right. is not our Feather River Trail or anything yeah, like gotcha. that. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Councilmember Riggs. Thank you. Uh, I know that we're talking about sidewalks, but it was brought up about fencing, so I want to talk about fencing. Could the gate, instead of just being chain link, be ornamental, kind of matching the style of the archway to? The actual the actual Riverbend Park. I think that that would look nice uh, and get more attention when you're pulling off the freeway and increase usage. That would be an added expense, I know, but I think that it would help draw attention and increase usage. And then the other thing I was curious is, we talked a little bit about security. Is there any intention to add in um, like trail counters so we know the real usage coming in and out of um, that bikeway? Probably not as a part of this 
grant application, this would have to come with another grant application down the line, or if that's something that Feather River Parks and Rec would wish to do on their own. That is probably something we could partner on, though, depending mm -hmm. on the height of the gate. I mean, I would prefer a four-foot gate as opposed to a six-foot gate. I'd like an eight-foot <laughs> gate with a nice arch. <laughs> just joking. Thank you. I just think it would look, it would get more no, attention I, as you're pulling yes. off if you saw it there um, and maybe get more use. Also, as a biker. What kind? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as somebody who might be using that trail, I would feel a lot more safe and welcomed into that park going through a nicer gate compared to a chain link fence. Right. I probably wouldn't use it. Yeah, we can absolutely entertain those conversations and I, and with I think Feather those, River. Yeah, I think those are details we can put mm -hmm. on at the end about, right. you know, how do we um, mm -hmm. make it more appealing. Great. And, and I'm very glad that we're doing this project. So not to take away from all of the sidewalks, but if we're going to talk about <laughs> ugly fences. So shall we hear the presentation and we might get some of our questions answered? Or was that the your presentation? presentation? That was it. That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Now we're experts. Well, do we have any questions from the public? Mr. Chair, or Mr. Mayor, I have not received any public comment for this item. Or Vice Mayor Thompson wishes to speak. Thanks. Just a simple question. So bike, or bike lanes and sidewalks on both sides? Correct. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, uh, being that we have no more questions or discussions, I'm looking for a motion to... Approved <coughs> categorical exemption for CEQA compliance on SR-162 ATP project. So moved. Second. Motion carries with seven yeses and zero noes. Okay, with that, we are going to go into closed session. Thank you, Don. Thank you all. The Orville City Council May special meeting of June 29, 2021, where we are reconvening from closed session where no reportable action was taken. With that, we are going to adjourn until July 6, 2021, at 4 p.m. <laughs>